Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. It's good to be in the warm house of the Lord today. The weather outside is frightful, but in here it's surely delightful. <laughs> oh, it's good to be here today. I am glad to be among family and friends and uh, here to hear from the word of the Lord. And um, before we get started, if we could just for a few more moments, just lift up our hands and let's call on the name of Jesus and usher in his presence. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are showing us. Thank you, Lord, for speaking our language, Lord, and knowing what we need and what we need to hear, Lord. Thank you, God, for dealing with us individually according to our need. You know everything, Father, that's going on in our lives. You know every obstacle that lays before us. You know every answer to every prayer. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. And we give you praise in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about the topic of, of judgment. And there's a lot of different avenues we could take. There's a lot of different ways we could approach this. But I want to come from a particular angle and hopefully we'll catch on to what that angle is as we begin. Um, we all have heard the story, or most of us have probably heard the story of David and Bathsheba and about how in the end he sent Uriah to die to cover his sin because he, uh, he wanted Bathsheba for himself. So to kind of give a little backstory, a little bit more about it, it was when uh, it was the time when kings go forth to battle, and David, he stayed back. And uh, he saw Bathsheba bathing, and he took her in adultery. Um, consequently, she became pregnant. I'm just kind of uh, speeding it up. And uh, long story short, he had to, uh, or he went to hide his sin, and uh, he had David's I'm sorry, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, sent to the front lines to die. And uh, who was a good man. And uh, as we continue on, you know, David, you could see that he made some mistakes. He made some pretty huge mistakes. First, you know, he committed adultery and he tried to cover it up and then he murdered and, and he did all these things. And uh, so as the story goes on, um, the Lord sent Nathan to, to David, and Nathan told David this story. And the, the story goes that there were two men in a city. One was rich and one was poor. The rich man, he had many herds and many flocks. He had a lot of things. The poor man had nothing but one little lamb that he bought and raised and was loved by his family. The Bible says it was like his daughter. He, it was, he was very close and he loved this little lamb. Well, the, the rich man had a, a wayfaring traveler come to his home. And instead of taking from his own herds and flocks, he took the poor man's only lamb. And he prepared it and he gave it to his guest. Now, David became very angry after hearing this story that Nathan told. And he even said, as the Lord liveth, that man hath done this thing, or who done, has done this thing shall surely die. He was 
upset after hearing this thing. But then Nathan said, thou art the man. It's funny, this whole story, as David is listening, and with no holding back, after all that he just did, he said, that man should die. And I wonder, had David known that the story was about himself, if he would have still judged the same way? Would he have said it the same way that he said it? Would he have considered some things? Would he have looked into it or, or, or whatever? If he knew that he was talking about himself. That man shall surely die. Now, don't get me wrong. What the rich man did was certainly wrong. But look how quickly David forgot about his lying and his cheating and his murder and, and all of that. And this scenario with David, it was only a story of a man that David judged. It was only a story. Uh, but this is a good example of how we so quickly judge out of our feelings, out of our anger. And we completely forget that we are in much need of a gracious Savior, as they are, that we, we are sinners, and we need grace, we need God's help, we are in the same boat, that when we look at other people, and we see their sin, in reality, we should notice that we are just as much of a fallen sinner in need of God's grace, amen, this echoes the scripture that, uh, that states, judge not, and you shall not be judged, Luke chapter 6 36 through 37, and then verse 45. It says, Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Now, like I mentioned before, and we know that we're all fallen sinners. We are all born into sin and, and shaped in iniquity, and we are all in need of God's grace. We cannot, there's no thing that we can do to deserve salvation. There's no thing that we can do uh, that can overcome all of our flaws. There's nothing that we can do to earn God's goodness. It's because of he's, he's gracious and he's merciful. We are saved by grace through faith, and, and we need that grace, and we are... Uh, we are lost without him. We cannot save ourselves. And we're broken and, and unworthy. Now, we want and expect grace, but do we ever extend that same grace that we expect and that we hope for and that we need? A lot of times we go through life and, and we're quick to judge, but we forget about the fact that we are just as much need of God's grace as the person that we might be looking at and, and, and thinking less of or, or whatever it is. And a lot of times I was thinking about this. Sometimes it's even hard for us to put words to the feelings that we have towards certain people. I, I was thinking about this. Sometimes we will look at him, and you can't say, even yourself, Am I, do I think I'm better than them? What, what is the feeling I'm feeling? But I'm, you're judging. We're making decisions based on what we are feeling and thinking about that individual. But whatever it is, you, you know sometimes when you feel like something's rising up inside of you, and, you, and we're judging them. We're saying, oh, I'm not going to do that, or I'm not going to go there because of this and because of that. And and in reality, it's not extension of God's grace. It's something that comes from our carnality or our pride or our something. And um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, we want God to be gracious to us and give us things that we don't deserve. That's what grace. 
God giving us things we don't deserve. And mercy is him not, not giving us things that we do deserve. We want, we expect that. We want that from God. But yet, uh, we don't even afford this to other people. Sometimes we just jump to conclusions. Kind of some examples I was trying to mention is, uh, you know, I can't stand it when that other person is so spiritual. I know all about their their personal failings. I know all about, I, I see them out there and they're trying to do good and I know what's going on behind. And, you know, and we're quick to judge. We notice that, you know what, we, 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 uh, we'll jump to conclusions and we'll point fingers and we'll notice their flaws and, and something's going on inside of us. Um, or that person is strange or weird and, and they say these weird things and uh, I'd rather not even be associated with them or be seen with them or I don't really want to help them. I don't want to go there because they're, and, and uh, I guess a, a way to say that is that we're, we're thinking that we're better or I don't know. But this is a, a thing that a, a lot of individuals battle with and it comes from our own feelings and our own carnality. Or we could say that that person's a drug addict and they keep messing up and and, uh, and they throw their whole life away, and, and I'm not going to even waste my time on them because I just I have better things to do. I'm not going to stop, and I'm not going to go there. And I'm, you know what? They're probably not going to listen to me anyway. I'm, just, I'm not going to even try to help them because, you know, I, I have other things that I could do. And, um, and th- the list goes on. There is, there's so many different things that uh, we could think of, and, and you might even have some things coming to your mind about quick judgment calls that we make based on our feelings. Um, or, you know, I, another example is somebody, uh, when you're walking into church or something and somebody doesn't acknowledge you or, or you say hi and they don't say hi back or, or whatever the case is and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm never saying hi again. I, that's it. I, we're done. You know, and, and you cut them off and, 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 you know, all these hurt feelings that we get and, and, and we just kind of cut people off. Is this making any sense? Is what I'm saying resonating with anybody else? Because so often, you know, that's a thing that every human being deals with. We all make judgment calls. Now, a lot of times it's important that we make a, a judgment call. I mean, I'm not talking about if you're in, in a leadership position and you got to judge whether or not you have somebody working with you or whatever. I'm just talking about how we look at people and we see their sins and we don't want to help them because of their sins, because of their problems, because of their issues, because of what they might have said to offend me or, or hurt me. And, and we don't want to count them, and we want to cut them off. We want to get away from them. We don't want to even give them the, the, the uh, thought about trying to help them. Um, but here's the thing, and this is something I, I think I, I would like everyone to consider, is that you and I will never know what it's like to be anyone else. I don't care how much you know about their story. I don't care how much you've read about them or you've heard from somebody say about somebody. You'll never know what it's like to be them because you're all, you're, you will only ever be you. Does that make sense? And uh, it doesn't matter how many details we find out. See, what we don't see is all the abuse and the trauma and the crisis and the fear, and the loneliness, and the illness, and the pain that goes on in their bodies, in their minds, and in their spirit. See, we just get a quick glance. You didn't know that the person that you came in and waved at, you didn't know that they didn't even hear you. Or that they are so overwhelmed because they're battling with suicidal thoughts, or they're battling with depression, or they feel there's somebody in their family just died. 
You don't, we don't know. But yet we are so quick to make a judgment call because we get offended or we get hurt. And, and that's something that hits to the core of, of all of us. It's part of our humanity. Like I said, by nature, it can be a good thing because we need to make decisions. Well, those guys are carrying guns. I'm going to probably not go near them right now. Or, or they're, you know, we have to make judgment calls. And it comes from a, a natural thing. But there's times when we got to be led of not just by our natural, but we got to be led of the spirit. We got to be mindful of these things. Many times we make uh, judgments about other people to make ourselves feel better or look better. Um, I got a little story. It could be embarrassing to me. I don't know. But when I was little and I was in kindergarten, I, uh, I remember this, and I don't know what was wrong with me. I must have been broken. But uh, I, uh, I was making fun of another classmate, and I was saying to a friend, look, he's probably wearing Mickey Mouse underwear. I said this. And you know what the, the problem was? Is that I was actually wearing Mickey Mouse underwear, and I was embarrassed about it. Thank you, Mom. And, you know, you could say, come on, Sean. You know, even if he was wearing Mickey Mouse underwear, so were you. You're no better. And, you know, I, the thing is, we will do that sometimes to get our focus, the attention off of us. We can be judgmental when we aren't in a good or a godly place. Because we might be battling with some things, or we might be failing in some areas. We might not be doing a good enough job, and we know about it. But instead of, you know, the uh, people noticing it, we call attention to somebody else. Look at, look at them. They're not even doing, and you know what? All of a sudden, the focus is over there, and you can continue doing or not doing or whatever that people won't notice. And I know that that sometimes is a thing, and we might even do it without even knowing we're doing it. We just, we're reacting. I'm telling you, our natural, our autopilot is carnality. We don't even have to try to be sinful. We just do it. Before we know it, we are manipulating our way in and out of situations. And, and, and it's, it just comes natural to us. And we're doing it, and all the while, we are hurting and damaging people. We're calling attention to them. We're ruining lives, and we're calling out things. That poor kid, you know what? I, I just I made fun of him, and I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I was a, that was so me. And I didn't even care because I needed to feel better about myself. And I didn't care. I was just, I was willing to do that because I didn't want anyone to know that that's what I was doing. And, you know, uh, we sometimes, like I said, we call out others so that people don't notice our failings and shortcomings. Now, out of the abundance of what's going on in our heart, we speak. Um, and you can even, you notice that out of the abundance, what's going on in heart, like even with David, out of the abundance, what murderous things were going on in his heart, he was so willing to quickly call out this guy to judge this person. And, uh, but that's so true. A lot of times as we go through life, we will make judgment calls and say things and be, because that's what's brewing and going on in our life. Like I said, sometimes we're not in a good place or a godly place. And we're, maybe we haven't been praying a lot and we, and we haven't been really living the way that we should. And unfortunately, we've been feeding our flesh and we've been feeding our carnality. And the abundance of what's going on in our heart comes out of our mouth. 
and we can be so quick to notice other people's failures and, and shortcomings and, and, and problems and, and maybe they're not doing a good enough job in the position that they have or maybe they're not, they're, they're not bringing in an, enough of this or they're not doing this or they're not, whatever it is. But we can be so quick to judge and we can be so quick to say things that's been brewing in our heart and honestly out of the abundance of that heart, out of the abundance of what's going on in your life, out of the abundance of what you've been feeding and what we've been feeding over and over in our life, it's going to come out. And we, unfortunately, can do so much damage. And, you know, even at home, even in our home life, you know, and where we're most at ease, we don't really, you know, we're kind of, we don't have to worry about pleasing anybody. We're just at home. And, and that's a lot of times where it comes out. What's brewing and going on in our life, and we can just lash out and say things and, and, and all that. And I'm kind of getting a little off topic. But um, we do this. Our vengeful, prideful anger and retaliation retaliation and judgment it doesn't show forth or extend the grace of God that he has bestowed upon us and that's something especially if we're I'm this is I'm talking to people in church now this is something that we see even in church the judgment so and so wasn't doing this so and so wasn't doing that this happens in you know every church this is a common thing it's it, wherever there's people there's going to be this and uh, but what about when we leave here? What about when we go to our jobs or we're at uh, school or work or whatever the case may be? And we, we can be quick to judge there as well. And so this vengeful, prideful re retaliation, this hurt, this response because so-and-so did this. And you don't know that when, you know, so-and-so was yelling at you or was angry or responded in kind of a negative tone that they just lost something or they, they were on the edge and they were, they're about to lose it and they're just really going through a hard time and we make these quick judgment calls. But let me tell you something, our natural response, it's not really going to show the grace of God. It's not going to really reach out, but you know what will is the fruit of the spirit that's working inside of us. If we've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, our response should reflect that of spiritual fruit. And that's, I guess, one of the things that I want to point out here is that our response can be quick to judgment, quick to our carnality. It can call out people. We can make things horrible. We can mess things up because we just are operating on our flesh and in, in our innermost being. But what our response needs to be is a reflection of the fruit of the Spirit, is, is patience, is kindness, is gentleness. It's faithfulness, it's love, it's joy. These are things that are a reflection of the Holy Ghost working inside of us. Now, remember, his spirit was poured out to help us. Now, when we're going through persecution and, and we're, we're going, we've been done wrong. Maybe somebody actually did steal from you. The, the Bible's pretty clear about that. If somebody steals your cloak, then give them your, your coat. Or if somebody steal, you know, hits you in the face, turn your other cheek. This is what Jesus said. And you know what's amazing is that in those situations, God gave us his spirit so that we could endure persecution being done wrong. Doing, you know, when, when we've been hurt. And, and battling with our human emotion. You know, that rises up inside of you. 
he's given us his, his spirit to be able to cope with those things, to be able to endure those things. Because you know what? When somebody hurts your feelings and, and calls you out and, and does all that, but you know what? It, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I am going to serve the Lord. I'm, you know what? I, I'm hurt. That hurts me. And, you know, there are other ways, of, of course, as time goes on, you could talk through it and all that. But I'm saying that the spirit of God, he gave it. He gave it to us so that we could endure persecution. He gave it to us so that we can go through hard times. And when people do offend us, it, you know what? Because we are letting the, the love of God resonate in our life. And it's coming out of us. And, it, and it's something that leads us and guides us. And Now, he also gave us his spirit for them. See, yes, his spirit helps us, but it helps them. Because, you know, throughout this time, when we are done wrong or when people are messed up or when people are falling short and they are failing and they are messing up his spirit is what enables us to love there's no way we can have access to that agape love that that uh, the selfless uh, love that unconditional love there's nothing that we can do to do that on our own it's only by his spirit and when he gives us access to that spirit when people are doing things and messing us up and 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 failing in our life or or offending us it our response to that is going to show and demonstrate the goodness and the love of God. He gave us his spirit for us and for them. Because we cannot be Christians without Christ. We cannot reach the world without his spirit. We cannot even come close to showing the world what uh, Jesus without him working in our life. Amen. That demonstrating godliness, the fruit of the spirit. And like I said, that fruit the byproduct of the growing relationship, the work of God in your life is going to produce love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, self-control. That's what's produced. You know, in our flesh, we might hate them. We might get angry at other people. We might want revenge when... Somebody does you wrong or somebody cuts you off. And it's, the feeling is tangible. It's, we get so angry and hurt and, and messed up and we want to lash out and we want to destroy. Even if them not personally like kill them, but we want to defame them. We want to ruin them. We, something rises up in our carnality and we want to destroy them. But here's the thing. God still loves them. God still loves loves them. They have an eternal destination. And the thing is, God has been so good to us. He has saved us from so many horrible things. He has forgiven us of so many things that we've done wrong. And we're looking at the person in our life or these people in our life that have done us wrong. But you know what? Just as much as God saved you and is saving you, he wants for them. Maybe they don't know what you know. Maybe they haven't seen what you've seen. Maybe they're hard-headed. But at the same time, we don't know all the details in their life. We don't know all the walls that have been built up. We don't know all the wrong that they've been done. We don't know how many people and, and places and things have been lost in their life. We don't see all that. It's not our job to sit there and pick them apart and become God to them and judge them and decide to hurt them and call them out and slander them. Because that's not our job. The working of the fruit of the Spirit in our life is going, if, if we are really pursuing and we're serious and we're allowing God to work in our life, then it's going to pour out. We need to 
remember that. We need to stay on top of our, our, our relationship with God because if not, we, you know, I know when I've been slacking because you, you start saying things and doing things that you know, like, hey, whoa, I kind of, you know, I just did this or I did that and, and I, that was pretty wrong. And I know that that, that did, did not reflect the, the goodness of God in my life. That did not uh, show these people godliness. And, uh, and so we need to be mindful that these people have an eternal destination as well. The people that we hate or we have a problem with or we get mad at or we get offended by, at the end of the day, they're going to go home and they're going to have to deal with what they got going on in their life. You know that you get to go home. You've been free. God has given us the ability to lay it all down before him and lift up our voice and call on his name and feel his presence and walk in his presence and shout for joy and run around and know that this world is not my home, that I have peace that passes all understanding, that I can call on the name of the Lord and God can be right there and do things and change my life. And he has changed my life. And if we really know and we've been studying the word of God and we have a relationship with him, we know that no matter what comes against me, God is for me and I can make it through these situations. And you know what? I'm glad that I believe that he is so gracious to me that I'm not going to sink to that level and worry about trying to destroy somebody else's life just as much as they might have done to me. Because in the end, I know that God is the judge. And I know that in the end, God loves me and he loves them. And that I know that I do not want to be found on the day of judgment as someone who is pointing my finger and saying that you do not deserve my grace. When in the end, God's going to be pointing at you. And these things are going to come up. Judge not, lest you be judged. And these are things that I think we need to be mindful of. We are not above reproach. We are not above being uh, judged. We are not better than. Because, you know what, and I was listening to what uh, Brother Sapp preached the other day or in um, the ministry thing. I was listening to that online and talking about servanthood and all that. We are all a bunch of people trying to make it. And the positions and, and the different rank, you know, the, the different uh, calls and the different um, uh, assignments that people may have, we're not better. We are all struggling through this life trying to make it. But also, we need the leading of the Holy Ghost in our life or we cannot do this successfully. Why are we even, why are we even doing it? We need to be led of the Holy Ghost. If we're not being led by His Spirit, then we're going to be tearing up as much as we are trying to save because we might feel good and feel the presence of God, but we might not be living it. Because if, if, if we're treating God like a, a drug and we're just trying to get high on him, but really we're not applying that to any of our life and we're not uh, studying his word and we're not really, we're just getting our fix and going back to work and school and we're just, you know, cutting off people and hurting people and making judgments and, and doing all these things. And that's not showing forth the leading of the Holy Ghost. And so without him... We are lost. It's his spirit with God's help through his spirit. We can agape love these people. People in our life. Every, every person that we come in contact with. This unconditional sacrificial love that we can only show forth by and we can only have access to by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost in our life. We can't fake it. And it's funny because we're literally out of the abundance of our hearts, we're going to speak. We can't fake it. I know as much as uh, we can act holy and stuff, but when the, when the pressure goes on, you know, and, and 
times are rough, it's when it comes out. And we can't fake our Christianity because it's going to argue, something's going to happen. And so without applying that, without walking and being led of the Holy Ghost, then you, we'll, we'll start to notice some things in our life. We won't be uh, responding the way that Jesus would respond. We won't be uh, doing what it is that he wants us to do because it's obvious we're not being led of his spirit. Um, now, one thing we need to just continue in, in letting him lead us and, and letting our hearts be abundantly full of the love of God. Because if, if it really is out of the abundance of our heart, then we need to fill our heart abundantly and continue to let him work in our life. You know, what we put in is what's going to come out. You've, you know, you've heard that saying about what we eat. Same thing with what we do in our life, what we study, what we read, what we watch, what we see, what we've been feeding ourselves is going to come out. And so a lot of times uh, our response or what comes out of us is carnality and is hurt. And because that might be what we've been allowing in our life, and that's what we've been feeding, or just simply being carnal. Now, I guess kind of summarizing what I've been speaking about, we can be very hard and, and judgmental on other people for their failures and their shortcomings, but we must remember that we've been saved by God's grace, and we should extend that same grace to others by the help of His Spirit. We must look past the sinner to see a soul with an eternal destination. I know that that's hard, but I've, I've been in situations before, and I know that sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, and you just go through life, and you're feeling uh, kind of upset. And sometimes I literally need to just go somewhere and try to get into the presence of God and allow him to sweep over me. Because I know that I'm probably going to say some things that I'm going to regret. Or I know that, you know what, I'm not in a good place right now. And I just need to be led of the spirit. I need to uh, let God just sweep over my mind and my emotions. I know that, you know what, I'm battling with bitterness. Or I'm battling with anger. I'm battling with something. And I just need to lift up my voice to God. And, and just call on his name and say, Lord, I need you right now. I just, I need your presence, Lord. And just, you spend time in his presence. And you allow him to sweep over you. And you pray in the Holy Ghost. And you remember that he loves you and that remember what he said that you could have and and sometimes we we reflect on what God's already been doing in my life and you know he did it before he can do it again and that you know these situations that sometimes we feel like we're trapped in that they'll pass and that you know what it's not always going to be this way but God loves you and that you can make it and we just let him have that and and we remember that God saved me and he's saving me and I'm in need of grace and I want to extend that grace I want to be the light to this world. I want to show people Jesus and not my own carnal response. I want to be a light in the darkness and I want to reach somebody, but I can't reach them if I'm doing it my own way. I can't reach them if I'm just being carnal and if I'm just trying to force myself, if I'm trying to act like a Christian instead of living like a Christian, if I'm trying to uh, do this thing without God. I can't make it. I cannot do that. And I know that as we try to make it through this life, we have to be mindful of the fact that we can either help people, we can be a good example, we can show them Jesus, or we can show them a corrupted, fallen representation of Jesus, meaning that we, we kind of do things carnally. Um, I'm, I'm coming to a close here. 
The Bible even says that in, in 2 Peter 3, 18, that we can grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Did you know that we can even grow in grace? In fact, we need to continue to grow in grace. And I'm not going to go in a, a whole lot of details. We know that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The grace of God, that teacher, the grace that he has bestowed upon us, that the word of God manifested in the flesh that we can get to know. We get to know Jesus. We spend time with him. We walk with him. We seek his face. When we read, we listen, what are you saying, Lord? We seek after Jesus Christ. We can continue to grow because you know what? The more time we spend with him, the more things that he shows us. He'll quicken us in his spirit. He will show us things and he will teach us things. His word will come to our mind. And, and when we're in situations and we don't really know what to do, a scripture will pop into our mind because we've been reading, because we've been listening to the voice of God through his word, or we've been hearing him leading us and guiding us by his spirit. We can continue to grow in grace. And you know what? When we grow in that grace, the, the chances of us extending that same grace is going to be much higher because we are going to be walking and being led of the spirit of God. And we're going to impact this world, not because uh, not by our own talents, because you know what? That doesn't last very long. That does not do as much as we might think it. The only thing that can reach this world is the presence and the power of Jesus Christ. And as we continue to study and to search and to spend time with him, we're going to change this world because of, because of his goodness, because of him leading us and guiding us in this life. I just, I'm thankful and excited for what God can continue to do in your life. If we continue to allow him to lead us, amen, would we just stand for a few more moments and just lift up our hands to him and say, Lord, God, I want you to be my leader and my guide in this life. That, Lord, I need your presence to lead me. Father, help my mind and my heart, Lord. Help me to recognize when it is I'm being carnal and what it is that I need to just allow uh, you to sweep over me, Lord, that I can just cast my cares before you, Lord, and know that I'm in just as much need of a Savior as my neighbor. I don't know everything that people around me are going through, and I don't want to be the one that's quick to judge. I don't want to be the one that's pointing the finger. In reality, Lord, I'm in just as much need of a Savior as they are. Lord, help us to recognize your will and your way. Lord, help us to see through your eyes and have your heart beating within us. God, I thank you for that agape love that you've given us. That, Lord, we can reach this world by the power of your spirit. I thank you for that peace that passes all understanding. Lord, for what is working in this place right now, Lord. For what is continuing. Lord, you know my past. You know the things that I've already done, Lord. But right now, God, I'm going to just give it to you because I just need you, Father. You know I'm a failure in need of grace. And, Lord, I pray right now that you would sweep through this place and continue to work in the lives of these people. Thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for your goodness, Lord, in Jesus' name. All righty, why don't you greet somebody and tell them you love them, and we will meet back here in just a few minutes. God bless you.